0: Hello, and welcome to the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school, public library, whatever. Um, My name is Lucas Maxwell, and I'm the librarian here at Glenthorne High School. And this podcast is simply a short uh, 22, 23-minute thing for people who want to, you know, um, maybe find out about things that uh, have worked in the library here, in the school library that I work with, in things that didn't work, etc., um, it's only 23 minutes, so it's just ideas that I just um, give out. I um, sometimes, you know, talk to other people, but usually it's just me. It's just me rambling. So <clears throat> this is it. Um, what I'm going to talk to you about today is um, something called the 10-Day Reading Challenge that I launched with staff here. And it's pretty pretty straightforward, pretty basic, but it worked and it was really uh, popular. Um, and the whole idea of it was to uh, a few things. I wanted to introduce new. We have a lot of new staff, and I didn't get a, don't get always get a chance so as a librarian. You can feel um, isolated a lot. Um, so what I wanted to do was introduce new staff to the library. Um, explain to staff, especially new staff, that, yeah, you can borrow books from the library. Um, and, you know, uh, on a base level without sounding condescending, kind of tr- trying to get across to them the benefits of reading for pleasure. Because, um, like librarians, not all librarians get a chance to read. Uh, we don't read all day. And teachers don't. a lot of teachers don't read. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. But the teachers that I... Um, come across as most of them don't read uh, for pleasure and for good reason because they are ra- run into the ground uh, by the uk education system which is some sort of um death machine that seems to be intent on um making every teacher quit <laughs> over the over the next few years i don't understand um that doesn't appear to be any any sense or logic to this government but uh, that's my other rant that's my other podcast down at the uh, dockyard tonight you can come down and check that out um the The idea was to say, yeah, you know, these are the benefits. You know, it helps you sleep. It can lower anxiety. It's not going to. It's not some therapist thing. It's not a. It's not a cure for anything. But it, it can. It can help. You know, build empathy. It can help do this. And that. Like, I just list all the things. Twenty, even twenty minutes, and that was what I said to them. And I think that number helped because I was like, look, um, if you're like me, and the, I do do this um, lately, I have been kind of. Uh, I hate to the word doom scrolling, but doom scrolling. Um, uh in in bed late at night you know instead of reading or whatever is very um problematic i think and and not not healthy <laughs> to do i think there are there are studies out there to show that this is not a good thing to do um be staring at a screen in the darkness uh, your mouth agape looking at the horrors of the, <laughs> the current situation of the world um Instead, you know, you could be reading something that, um, yeah, might be, um, a horror. It might be something about a terrible situation, but you are, uh, you know, you are immersed in that world and you are building empathy. You are learning about other people. You are, or just being, having fun, you know, learning, oh, God, at least I'm not in this situation where, um, I don't know, horrible creatures eating me, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so how did I promote it? I did the all, the, 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 the much dreaded, um, <laughs> the much dreaded uh all staff email which people hate i like them i don't know i don't mind doing them people every time i get one it's uh, where i work here I, there's always like oh, apologies always starts with apologies for the all staff email i i, I never apologize for the all staff email um <laughs> uh i think uh you know hey i got something to say i'm gonna say it and you're gonna listen uh <laughs> maybe you won't um but what was I saying? So I did the all-staff email. I I talked about it in briefing. Uh, we have two staff briefings a week. Everybody gets a chance to speak. And, uh, yeah, that's that's that. And then I put it in the staff bulletin. So we We have, like, a, a, an electronic um, newsletter, if you will, uh, that goes out once a week, every Friday, with just things that people, you know, need, should know. Very important things, but also things that are, you know, things people want to promote. So... I did that I had about forty teachers sign up from every department you can imagine p e um, media history um, business English of course drama music dance um, geography uh what uh, have I missed anything uh, I'm sure I missed them yeah modern foreign languages um I'm missing probably some huge ones. Science and maths, of course. Um, tons. Every department, I think, had someone represent to, uh, representing. And the thing was, um, I'm going to pull a name. I'm going to do a random draw in briefing. Put on the everybody's name that took part and have someone draw on the name, and they're going to win a, a tote bag and uh, some books and stuff like that. Uh, simple. But the idea was this. So I just wanted to... Um, so, yeah, the idea was simple, really. It was just um, for them to read 20 minutes a day... 10 days in a row and record their experience so what do i mean by their experience um i wanted to know how reading every day for 20 minutes made them feel um i wanted them to just share their their reading experience um my goal was to attract you know regular readers and also staff who stopped reading or struggled to find a great book um I, you know, I was telling them again, like the, the sleep pattern, self esteem, creativity, everything. It can all, it can all add up if you read, you know, these twenty minutes a day, or even less. There's other research to show like thirty minutes a week, which is like less. It's nothing. Thirty minutes a week. I mean, it's hard though. It's hard to carve that out. Um, so, I checked in um, five days in. I checked in to see how everybody was doing, and. Everybody seemed, um, I only had one person out of the 40 who who said, who claimed that they they couldn't finish. They're still going to be in the draw. I'm still going to, I don't want to be, you know, mean about it. Um, I want them to be, um, everyone to have a chance. Um, And I've had some amazing feedback from the staff on this. So um, I'm going to read some of this to you. So um, I found that being able to read for 20 minutes each evening has provided a much needed escape from the pressures of school and everyday life. It has been a source of calm and a time to recompose my mindset and enable me to continue with the rest of my evening activities with a calmer approach. I try to read every day, but lately have found it difficult to do so due to being busy, tired, etc. However, since consciously trying to read every day for this project, I have easily found time to read more than 20 minutes normally in the evening, and it has led me to feel more relaxed and sleep better with a more consistent routine. It has also encouraged me to seek out audiobooks again for my journeys as I've moved to podcasts for quite a while. But again, listening to books, etc., has made the drive more enjoyable and more relaxing. And that was something that I forgot to mention, was that audiobooks, of course, count as reading. Comic books, manga, I I did talk about comics and manga. And it was great also to see people come to the library to borrow books and let me promote them, etc. I think if I did it again... I would have the students kind of um, get involved and promote books to them for this challenge. Um, Here's another one. Um, Taking part in this challenge has definitely helped my brain calm down, and as such, I haven't felt as tired as I have in the past. I loved it. It made me sit in a quiet room without any interruptions or distractions. No TV, no phone. I just relaxed and read with a nice cup of tea. Another one, it helped me refocus my evenings and gave me the opportunity to set some time aside in a busy work and life schedule to just escape. Carving out time is so difficult, but when you find a routine and habit, 20 minutes a day, it becomes easier and something I felt entitled to towards the end. This was every night before sleep, and it really helped me calm down instead of scrolling or worrying about the next day. Thank you so much. Next one, it made me feel happier and more at ease. It it reduced the stress and monotony of each day, the next one I found it difficult to find time in the day at the weekend, and when I did, I was easily distracted by my mobile phone. However, the evenings were better, less distractions, easier to focus and a real change, chance to engage in a book as the week progressed, I found I was checking the time less, and as I became more engaged in my novel, I felt more relaxed in a real sense of positivity as I loved reading, but always seemed to run out of time. Thank you for the challenge. The next one. It has helped me sleep and unwind. It made me feel like I'm developing and progressing as a person in a non-work-related way. Uh, Next one. It really helped me to fall asleep more easier and just a nice way to end the day. I was reading a book about the universe and the signs it has for us, which was a nice way to deal with everything that's going on in the world. The next one. I read before going to bed rather than watching television, and I found I slept a lot better. The next one. I have been more relaxed as a result and have reignited my love of reading. Uh, the next one. So glad this challenge has got me back into the swing of reading every night. And finally, I have really enjoyed the last 10 days and have in fact read today as well. I've enjoyed reading in the morning while I have my morning coffee, getting back into reading regularly. So, I mean, to me, that's a huge success. I haven't gathered all the feedback yet. Um, uh, like I said, only one of them, uh, said that, um, they d- couldn't finish it, but that, that's a pretty good success rate, um, in my opinion. Um, I found it interesting that a lot of them talked about sleep patterns and um, how it helped them sleep. I don't know if that was something I planted in their head by accident by showing them the statistics on like l- allowing you to sleep better, but it may have been uh, by you know, inadvertently. Um, and maybe next time I won't. What I would do, if I did it again because I did this completely off the top of my head. I'm just going to do it, and I didn't think about it, which is my usual kind of approach, which I wouldn't recommend really. But um, what I think I would do next time is um, I would survey them beforehand. How do you feel about reading? How do you feel about re- Do you get time to read for pleasure? What other books you'd like to read? On and on. I would give them a quick survey, then do the challenge, and then survey them again. How it, did it change their perception, um, and then gather this feedback? And that's all I was looking for was these little testimonials on on the reading challenge. Now, I haven't quite decided how I am going to launch it for students because it's a much bigger thing, different ages, different um, you know, different year groups, different personalities, a much larger group of people. So, what I think I'll do is maybe the same thing. And the thing is, I think I'll just get the keen kids. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, bestselling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out The Happy Writer Podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. And that's the issue with reading challenges in school is you often just get the keen ones. Um, There has to be a pretty big incentive. Um, You know, I did this one where this one time where I had um, it was aimed, it was aimed at boys. I don't. I'm not against it really, but I, I try not to. I try not to do those types of things much anymore. Like, oh, a boys' reading challenge, girls' reading challenge. I don't. I'm not interested in that so much. So, um, but I did one once where it was like the prize was a brand new basketball, and uh, I did it because I was getting. Um, we had just had Kwame Alexander, and he writes this amazing book called The Crossover. He had, We were able to have him visit, and. I that was huge it was really popular and I think I might try that again something similar maybe for the summer um, reading you know 10 to 10 days in a row log you reading how did it make you feel on and on and then oh, they can get a prize maybe there can be a prize for it I don't know I'm trying to think I think there has to be a big incentive for them to want to do it I'm in the middle of surveying students um, year seven and eight students about their reading habits and I'll try to share some of those if I can Um, but I the thing is so I use so what I suggest you do is you Google open University reading surveys and they have a ton of them okay and so I've done about um, 70 year sevens how many year sevens have I done let's look um, yeah, and about 80 year eights. Um, so what what I've done is asked them, how do you feel about reading? How often do you read uh, outside of school? Never, always, every day, or whatever. Um, and what I'm finding, anyway, the basics. I'm going to release all the stats, I think, soon. Um, I haven't done anything with gender with that yet, because um, I just didn't want to... Um, at the moment, um, but what I'm going to do is put um, put that together and look at the the part where they can write whatever they want to. What I'm noticing, I'm, I'm all, like I've only done a third of each year group, so each year group has around 300 kids, so it's a lot. Um, what I am looking, what I'm seeing, though, for those who say, so I think about. Um, I've got about ten percent so far who say that they don't like to read. And I had this interesting interaction with a student who I know um didn't like to read. And this is the this is an example of something that has worked. Um I did this free book fair for year eight, which I talk about in the uh in another podcast. And every year eight student got a free book through just whatever means I could do scrambling to get stuff. And one of the books I got was a book called becoming Muhammad Ali, which is a verse novel. And this student, um, he's been kind of clutching this tattered copy of it in his hands, um, for the entire year. And, that was interesting to see that he's been doing that, that he's been holding onto that book for quite some time. And so then I said, do you even that book? And he said, yeah. So then I gave him the crossover by the, cause it's the same author. And I said, have you read this one? He said, no. Um, so I gave that to him. And then recently, um, we were doing the survey and he said, sir, when they were doing the survey, now this is a boy who, um, you know, he's, he, he's, not, he never, he's been hard to get a book into his hands um, and he said to me, can I be 100% honest on the survey, and I said please, that's what I want, I want 100% honest why the options are there, and he said, because I hate reading, I said you hate reading and I looked and he had a bookmark near the end of the crossover, and I was like well um, yeah, that's fine, but have you read through the crossover looks like you're almost finished he goes, oh yeah, yeah, I mean that uh, that's really good I was like, so you liked the crossover, and he goes, yeah. And you liked becoming Muhammad Ali, and he goes, oh yeah. I said, so you don't, you don't hate those books. He goes, no. I said, well then, what's what's different about those books than the other books? Like you said, you hate reading because well, those, those books aren't boring. Um, I was like, well, you don't hate reading. You just hate boring books. Would that be fair to say? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't hate reading. So he changed his answer. <laughs> to I like reading There was I love reading I like reading I'm not bothered and I hate reading or I don't like reading <laughs> and he changed it to he goes oh, I guess I'll change it to I like reading and I said that's good but then you can write down at the bottom the kinds of books you like because that's why I gave them this little option and I mean it was just a really cool little moment in my head I was like that's nice that I was able to kind of you know hopefully i can keep him going i'm going to give him uh booked i'm going to give him rebound i'm going to give him other verse novels there's a sense of achievement with them and there's this huge there's a lot of white space with those types of books so it's um it's a great thing to have in my opinion it's a great um those books are very effective in getting those kids who say the reading is boring i guess that's all i'm trying to say um so what um I'm seeing is that um students who are clicking on um the I don't like to read and then if I say at the bottom please tell me why you f- feel how you, why you feel the way you do about your answer um 99 I would say percent of the time the answer is going to be it's boring. So what does a school librarian do about that? Like how do you combat this idea that I, um, part of me thinks some of the students, um, they're using it as a gut rea- a knee-jerk reaction to feeling overwhelmed, which is what I think this boy was doing. Um, I don't think he would ever have known that a book like uh, The Crossover existed. Um, as popular as that book is, you don't see it in Tesco. You don't see it... I don't even see it in the popular bookshops around here in the UK, to be perfectly honest. I know it is sold, but I could be wrong on that, but... Um I and I just have a feeling that the student wouldn't have known that book existed without the school library, or without me pushing it into his hands. And now he has a free copy of becoming Muhammad Ali that's um he can keep, you know. <clears throat> and that book hopefully will sit on his shelf and maybe remind him that he that he doesn't hate reading. <laughs> um so that's my my goal with that. And what i'm also seeing is that majority of students when they're asked where did they get your book recommendations from it's social media or, or friends those are the two things um okay, i'm i'm very um happy to say that a lot of people say the librarian when that options <laughs> when they see that option but um it's social media or friends um tiktok of course is out of control with book recs and stuff like that um so that's it uh they aren't keen on classics. Um, so far, the majority love um, standard novels. That's the f- that's the number one. So that that type of book. Okay, um, and that in comics or manga. So um, magazines, etc., aren't really up there. And the most um, the, the, mo- the the most popular genre so far is f- are funny and mystery, and that kind of tracks. Um, We had Cynthia Murphy visit, who's an amazing author, and she kind of blew the year eights away, in my opinion, Um, blew me away with her talk, and um, her murder mysteries are always off the shelves, and the power of the the author visit, which I've talked about. Um, There's also research to show that one in five students um, in the UK have not had an author visit, and if you're in a deprived area, um, a low economic area, you most likely will not have an author visit, and I can say... 110% how effective an author uh, event is. It is absolutely crucial to the um, uh, keeping Reading for Pleasure going in a school, in my opinion. Uh, We had Alex Falks, who wrote wrote the Rules for Vampires series visit recently and was absolutely amazing. Um, She does an amazing visit. I would recommend her for any... Year five, six, or seven, uh, or even you know, you can speak to her about what you, your groups. But that, I've seen her in action with those three, and she turns the whole event into like a big game show, and they go absolutely um, out of their minds with with glee. And one student, um, it was a visiting primary school, and they saw Alex the um, performance. Their 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 presentation. And I just they're wandering around with another students, and one said to the other, "You know, this is the greatest library I've ever seen." And they were visiting from another school to do like a, you know, like this is what the school can offer. they were trying. It was just a, like a fun day for the for a primary local primary school, which was cool. And to hear them say that, I mean, it wouldn't have happened. I don't think without it definitely wouldn't have happened without Alex there because it would have just been them listening to me. But we would have done a game or something. But I don't know if they would have got that reaction. Um my point is author events have that kind of impact they're now going to go out and borrow by find those books by alex Fowkes and get involved in reading them share having that shared experience which is a huge thing so this is how i'm combining staff and students together with reading for pleasure making sure everyone's reading getting as many books into the hands of as many people as possible and then trying to monitor their habits you know monitoring their opinions and and things like that and the reading challenge has been a great way. So with students, I would, getting back to that, I think over the summer, I might just say, try to track it for 10 days. And, and again, I'll probably get the keen students, but if I have a good prize, I think I'll attract students and maybe be like, oh man, I don't, I'm not, i am not ai am not going to read in the summer probably, but geez, I really want to get that, get that whatever prize it is. Um, I just can't think of the right prize at the moment, but I'm really going to try that, try hard for that. And yeah, get that off the ground. So that's the podcast for today, and I hope that you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> a little rambling, but if you want more, learn more about the ten day reading challenge, just um, uh, uh, see me on Twitter at lucas j maxwell, and also email me at lml at glenthorne. That's Glen with one N, Thorn with an E. dot Sutton s u t t o n dot s c h dot u k, and that's my email. <laughs> that's it. That's my email. Um, Take care and talk to you soon. Bye.